The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul McDonald standing in for Kat Victorino, who is doing heroic work out in the um, the wildfires in California. Alongside me are James Little and Deepak Gohill. Good evening, boys. Good evening. Hi, everyone. Uh, the 49ers returned home to Santa Clara for week eight of the NFL season. It wasn't so much Levi 501 as it was Levi 51, as the San Francisco 49ers humiliated the Carolina Panthers 51-13. The 49ers had a total of 24 first downs in a game that saw them win the possession battle and the turnover battle, with the Panthers QB Allen being sacked a total of seven times, three of those for Bosa alone. Emmanuel Sanders was able to get on the scoreboard with a touchdown in his first start for the 49ers, and Kittle did his best to celebrate tight end day, but ended the game without a score for himself. What were your first words when you watched the game, guys? <laughs> first words uh i'm not keep sure it clean keep go, it clean the last uh, the last word the last words were amazing honestly that's my favorite nfl game i've ever watched i've only been a 49er fan since 2012 so and i honestly enjoyed that game more than our super bowl run uh, that ended ultimately in defeat against the ravens it was so fun to watch I saw things in that NFL game that I've not seen in any other NFL game. That's purely down to our head coach and his offensive mind. The players moving in motion, it, I mean, it confused me. I forget, I don't really know what they call it, but you know when uh, the quarterback fakes it? Like, there's like uh, a fake throw. And there was three or four players. I got confused where, where the ball was. And next thing I know, we've got Tevin Coleman and he's through. And he's on, uh, and, he's, and he's gone. And that to see that and to see it work and just in sync, it's been a long road, a lot longer for you guys than me, I suppose. But last time we spoke, Paul, or last time we did a podcast, rather, it was, you know, moaning about the offensive line, doom and gloom, Robert Salah won him out. <laughs> that sort of thing. It's, it's complete, you know, contrast to that now. We've got one hell of a team, uh, and that was one hell of a game in all phases of the just outstanding absolutely outstanding and i was yeah thoroughly enjoyed it i'm sure deepak will go into more of the uh, specifics on the players and such but yeah just as an overview my favorite nfl game i've watched ever and that's the honest truth i've enjoyed it that much got told off from the missus though from being way too loud and waking the child up but yeah you know, it was brilliant it was brilliant um first thing that came through my head was um Older heads would probably understand, but it looked like the 1985 Chicago Bears. Where oh, the defense yeah. was so dominant, you know, but you just knew they were going to blow every team out because of the, the sheer will of the defense, you know. And, and there's another similarity between this team and that 85 Bears team, and that's um, their perceived weakness was its secondary. But no, uh, put that to one side, it was just defensive domination where the offense couldn't help but but punch in as many points as they wanted to and it was phenomenal it, it was really really great fun to watch but this was a game that we thought we might get found out it might be our first loss but that's okay carolina are strong blah 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 yeah 
they didn't look it. <laughs> they did not look the, the the strong team that they were supposed to be, that they were purported to be. Purely because we didn't let them be that team. And I think yeah. we have to take the credit for that. You know, we, we actually made them look not as good as the, that they are on paper, purely because we're so dominant in every mm. facet of the game. The 49ers' performance in Sunday's game, to me, it kind of felt like the culmination of everything we've seen from the team over the previous six games. It, it sort of all came together in one game, and it was in front of the home crowd, of course, at the Levi Stadium. Do you think the 49ers are going to build on that? Do you think that the cards coming up on Thursday is going to be a similar game, or do you think that they are going to be the banana skin that everybody's saying that these teams are and we keep on destroying them? Well, two things, Paul. Uh, firstly, if we're not focused, it could well be the banana skin, but I do believe that Shani will keep them focused. Secondly, what you said is really true. We are getting better each game, and this continuous improvement is really tangible. First couple of games, we were tearing our hair out at the number of turnovers we were making, and yeah, especially no. the number of penalties. And uh, we've corrected that. And with each pass, each game that, that passes, we've, we're making adjustments, we're making improvements. And this is the scary part. We still have four key players that are out and a yeah. team that's getting better and more confident. So it's terrifying to think where this, this team could end up at the end of this season. Am I right in thinking that Staley is possibly due back for Thursday's game? Yeah. Well, Staley's, Staley's due back for Thursday's game, but I... I don't think there's any need to rush rush the, the the guys who have come in have done a phenomenal job in school. I know school and Brunt's uh, Brunt's kill. I don't know if you remember that picture from when we played the uh, Redskins. He looked like some sort of Viking warrior, um, and he's been exactly that. The Carolina Panthers going into this game, it was builders defense versus defense. We've all seen the videos of Joe McCoy giving it the big un, and these guys stood up. And this this is what for me is is the difference is that it's next man up. You know, I know it's a cliche. It's next man up, do your job. I know to, to quote another team who continuously have been good. But that's exactly what's going on with our team, and that's exactly what's happening. Um, Not just on the offensive line, the running game. There's not one of them running backs that I wouldn't, you know, somebody went, that's our number one running back. I go, okay. You know, Coleman, Mozart. I know Coleman had a, you know, fantastic game. You got one receiving touchdown. I think it was three... Russian, wasn't it? It's next man up, and I thought the use check interview would absolutely kill us. But uh, and you know, just next man up, do your job is exactly what's going on with this team. And I have to say, we just want to bring up quickly. Me and Deepak have both criticised, or not criticised, uh, aired views on Carl Shanahan being a you know fantastic coordinator and didn't look to be a fantastic head coach. I am seeing. A head coach, I mean, he's coordinating and his play calling is his strength. But from everything I've seen so far this season, I know it helps that we're winning. But, you know, where Deepak just said, he'll, I think Shani will keep them grounded. I think he really will. I think he really does now command the respect of everyone in that uh, dressing room. And Robert Sallers stood right next to him. And it's just all coming together at the minute. Long may it continue, really. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The 49ers gave up a rushing touchdown to a running back and a 100-yard game to McCaffrey in this game against the Carolina Panthers. Is that a concern that there's been a, a slight slippage there or is that down to the strength of McCaffrey? McCaffrey's special. As bad as the Panthers were, 
when you've got a player who is a special player, I mean, we, we've got one of our own, we've got more than one of our own, but he's a special talent. And um, yeah, I think he may be a player who gets frustrated with the team around him for a few years to come, but is the nature of the NFL. But yeah, he's a special talent, no doubt about it. And yeah, I don't think we could have done much more than we did to defend against him. So sometimes you just come across these special players, they're, they're game changers, they're X-Factor players, they make a difference. Uh, let's have a couple of questions from the uh, from the Niner Empire GB website. Simon Holdsworth, do we still think Nick Bosa is human? Biologically miscellaneous is how I classify him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that post. I liked it a lot. <laughs> is he human? I mean, you know, he's a bit of an enigma because he's been injured throughout college. He sat yeah. out a big chunk of his his last season at Ohio State because he'd recovered injury and he didn't want to hamper his progress into the pros. And the guy was just unstoppable. He was a force of nature that, yeah. you know, Carolina had no answer for. And this guy's a rookie. So he, yeah. again, he's on an improvement swing. So he's going to get better and better and better. I listened to him on KMBR. And what I liked about him was none of this has gone to his head. He's not you know, thumping his chest or anything. He's just taking it all in his stride and getting on with it, which is quite refreshing for a rookie who's actually making such a powerful statement. I know he comes from a strong football family. Yeah. But this this is actually quite a scary thing to say. We haven't even seen his best yet. Exactly. He's only going to get better over the coming years. Uh, but the, the maturity that he shows on the field is a testament to how he's been trained, not just by the coach of the 49ers, but... By, by his father, by his brother as well. Apparently he spends a lot of time with his brother. The other thing that I see in him is also another valuable um, component of the team is he's actually showing leadership for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Know, and give it two or three se- seasons when he's a seasoned veteran. You know, he'll be one that people will look up to for leadership. And uh, for a young team, you need leaders and they're emerging right now. So this rebuild is, we've had to wait a long time. We've had it Push back a lot of times, but it's sort of beginning to click a tiny so, bit. Just, just to clarify, dear back, are we still officially in a rebuild? You know, nobody was saying this Niner team is going to start out seven and zero. So that was my position then, and uh, I, I'm yeah. still very, very grounded. I mean, the way that defense played on Sunday, I'm thinking it's formidable there's nobody in the league that can score on this defense but mm. you have to take each game as it comes you just don't know look at look what the jets did to dallas they the nfl them. this season has been exactly that like we played the bucks and then the bucks went and beat and you know it, it is the nfl but yeah it's it's frightening the just quickly on bosa i said when we drafted him that i listened to a lot of stuff about football has been this guy's life since he entered this world and he's been molded and like you say i think from what i understand his high school coach have had a massive impact uh, on him and his brother and of course his father as well so thank god that we you know we ended up with him because i think he's gonna He's going to terrify defences in well, defense, he's going to terrify people in this league for a number of years to come. He has had injury problems, but we saw what he could do half fit, and we're now seeing what he can do fully fit. And uh, he's a rookie at the end of the day. He's played seven NFL games. It's it's crazy. It really is. 
his vision as well in the in the Panthers game, uh, particularly the interception, is what impressed me. Uh, to be able to read the quarterback, see exactly where that ball was going, pick it out, and then he was nine yards short of taking it in for a pick six. Uh, ran it forty one yards, I think. Uh, that that must have been. That little bit heartbreaking. Obviously, you know, he would have been proud of the win, but I think he would have been proud to get a pick six as well. Three sacks and an interception. Gosh, if he'd added a touchdown to that list. Yeah. You know, but I'm trying to think the last time we had somebody do that as a defensive player. And I have to go all the way back to Alden Smith. He had five and a half sacks in one (laughs) game. Yeah. I mean, that's eye-watering. Some people don't get that in a season. He did it in one game. I think yeah. we see Bosa get that. I, I really yeah, do. I was reading, I was just before we came on, I was reading about, I was trying to think of the last 49er player I saw play with the dominance that he did, and it was Alden Smith was the one that came to mind. But just finally on Nick Bosa, who's the first 49er to get three sacks and an interception in a game since the official stats started in 1982. I heard an interesting uh, an interesting comment on KMBR a couple of days ago where they were talking about our former great Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis and how if they'd been able to stay healthy, they could well have still been playing these days, possibly as 49ers. But if they had, we wouldn't have had Poser. It's an interesting thing to think about, the, the cause and effect of different scenarios like that. Could you imagine... Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, and Nick Bosa all playing on the same defense. It, it, we would be absolutely unstoppable, but of course it wouldn't have happened. So going from somebody that's playing older than their years to somebody that's playing younger than their years and absolutely loving himself. <laughs> and uh, that is George Kittle. Uh, that guy's just out there having fun, isn't he? Beast. <laughs> he's uh, he's the best tight end in the NFL right now. Yeah, and yeah. He's young yeah. and he's he's loving it, but everybody's loving it after that touchdown, the celebration where they posed for a group mm-hmm. team photo, the sliding in Washington. You know they're having so much fun playing. Yeah, and that enthusiasm is incredibly infectious. You know, and when they're confident and enjoying themselves, you know, only good things will happen because. After Washington, yeah, we beat them 9-0, but we were still looking and ahhing about how we're going to do against a strong Carolina Panthers team, and um, yeah. we handled them with with ease. George Kittle, the people's tight end. And on National Tight End Day as well, he, he did his yeah. thing, didn't he? The thing's that he didn't score during the game, but... He, act, he acted like he did, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he didn't score... You know, he's still got 86 yards. The best tight end in the league, who is George Kittle, you know, shouldn't just be judged on his scoring, his blocking, his awareness. Yes. He just confuses the life out of defenders. Um, So he is a complete tight end. I mean, I was a big Vernon Davis fan, but uh, he's, I think he's far better than Vernon Davis was, and I did like Big V. So, But yeah, just the people's tight end in the game. He's on our team. We couldn't say yeah. this two or three years ago. We we didn't. I don't think we had any X Factor players, and all of a sudden we've got quite a few. Just saying, a couple of years ago, I remember we were doing a podcast, and the one thing we lamented on was how we have no marquee players in any of the skill positions. And um, yeah, and look now, you know, we've got marquee players popping up all over the place that are genuine 
all pros in the Pro Bowl coming up this year. So we have. Come we a long dis- way. we discussed about having that true number one receiver, and people always think that that means, you know, a true number one wide receiver. But we have got a number one receiver, and that's the tight end, George Kittle. With having a tight end so good, you don't have to have that Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, etc., etc., wide receiver uh, in your team if you've got a. A tight end, so good. So yeah, I remember the conversation, dear Pack. Big difference since then. We've come a long way. We can't finish off the review of the Panthers game without a quick mention for Samuel, who was able to score a touchdown on his first game as a 49er. Um, were you impressed? Hands, 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 hands. Solid hands. Uh, you can tell he's been playing this game for a very long time. You can you can tell he's been playing in this league. A very long time. I was very sceptical when we traded for him last week. So I was thinking, didn't really need him. And then on that first touchdown receiving pass. Yeah, it was very similar to the one Pettis we had against um, the Steelers. The Pettis, it was pretty much identical. But his hands, you just, just uh, watching him play on Sunday. All I kept thinking was hands, solid, solid hands. He brings a lot of experience to the team. A little bit of leadership. He's been to two Super Bowls. His James, quite rightly, his hands, but his um, his route running is um, is amazing. He knows how to get yeah. open, and once he gets open and he's made the play, he's not going to give up that ball very easily. Um, a great addition. Um, I'm glad we've got him. He's, he's just another component of this juggernaut that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and faster and faster and faster. Yeah, for Arizona. Speaking of Arizona, uh, the 49ers are on a short week this week, going from the uh, the 9 o'clock slot game, well, it was 8 o'clock, but it was 9 o'clock, on Sunday, to playing on Thursday night football against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The 49ers currently lead the series 29-26, to but the Cardinals have won the last 8 and have won 10 of the last 13 meetings, and out in Arizona, Carolina, the Cardinals have won the last five games. It's another one where we've got to watch ourselves. We've got to keep our eye on the game and not get carried away. Is the short week going to have an effect with this team? Or do you think we've got the personnel that are able to come over that? We definitely have the personnel. And um, if you think about it, the short week is actually going to be in our favour in terms of kindness of schedule. No disrespect to... Arizona, but they're not Carolina, they're not the Rams, they're not the Seahawks. But after this game, on Thursday night, we literally get an extra, what, four or five days before we play the Seahawks on a Monday night. So uh, we're going to get plenty of time to be rested for that game. Shouldn't really be looking that far ahead, but really having the short week, the benefit is we get an elongated week following. Uh, I don't think the team are doing any physical training as such. They're just going to be... doing lots of massages, stretches, getting their ouchies sorted out and recoveries, etc. So um, I just hope we're focused, we're driven, and nothing's gone to our heads. Even if we win by three points, that's a job well done. And hopefully Robbie Gould, we're going to need him eventually. He's got his head straight too, because that's just the one tiny concern that was the special yeah, teams for me. but we did. Uh, Nelson, the long snapper, he's come back, hasn't he? So uh, to be honest, I think, I haven't got any worries with Robert Gold. Looking forward to the Cardinals game. I don't really want to sound arrogant or say it's a given because I think, you know, that could come back to bite me. But I think momentum, 
is just going to carry us through this one. Looking forward to the Seahawks. Again, I'm really, really sorry for that comes back and bites us. But, you know, the, the Cardinals are, what, 19th in the NFL, averaging 21.2 points per game. They've not come across our defense yet. So we're 10 points favorites going into the game. Is there any way that the 49ers have got to be careful of with this game against Arizona? Is, is is there any phase of the ball where you've got that slight niggle in the back of your mind? You know. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Paul. And it's not really just Arizona. And I'm, this is far from a cop-out answer. But the one worry that I have about our team is that we've got a turnover in us. You know, and Jimmy G threw an interception yeah. again that left me scratching my head. I'm thinking he didn't have to throw that ball at yeah. all. It wasn't a timing pattern. It was um, a misread, misread by by the by the receiver. He could have just tossed it, but he still insisted on throwing it. Oh. And they need to get into his head and say, if the throw's not there, it's not there. You're not Aaron yeah. Rodgers or, or, or somebody like, or you're not Brady, you know, or Drew Brees. They can make a play from that. He will, but not just yet. He's still in, you know, a work in progress. So I think the niggle for me is, you know, if you're going to pound the ball, run the ball a lot, there is a chance you may cough it up and the bounce may not be kind. So, mm. again, it's just don't turn the ball over and we will win the game. Handsomely. All we need is Jason Argo to message me during the game and say, Jimmy's got that one throw in him. And then after that, he'll just go on to have an absolutely blinding game because that's exactly what happened against the Panthers. Um, <laughs> honestly, he sent, me that, he sent me the message and I responded back about an hour later and said, yeah, I think yeah, I think someone's just told him in his headset that uh, you've uh, <laughs> we've been messaging. But no, seriously, that is the only. He just seems to have that one stupid throw in him every game. The game before, he just chucked it up, didn't he? And it was like Deepak yeah. an absolute head scratcher. He just needs to get that out of his system. But he he, he isn't the finished article by any stretch of the imagination. Look at the games he's played. Well, for start, look at the game. Look at his record as a starter. So I. I don't, I'm not worried, but I am worried if that makes sense. I think, I just think our defense is, you know, if we didn't have the defense that we do, there'd be a lot of people, you know, questioning and finger pointing to Jimmy with his. It's a league where you can't, you can't do that, and and he's doing it once a game at the minute. But like you say, let's give the let's give him a chance to develop because he he is. He's a good quarterback. You know, a few weeks ago I said I think he was ranked as the seventh best quarterback in the league. I think he's got one or two more touchdowns and interceptions, which is a ratio I'd like to see further in the touchdown category than the interceptions. But time, yeah. time, time will uh, will write that statistic, I think. But yeah, I completely agree with Deepak. That's my only little worry, to be honest. Um, yeah, special teams as well. You know, if it come down to that, if it come down to a game-winning field goal, I'm not as confident as I was 12 months ago with Robbie Gold. That's because he's got his money yeah. now. He's not after. He's not chasing that paper, is he? He's got it. So <laughs> sometimes people perform better when they're uh, they're chasing a goal. So yeah, that's it. That's my only concern. But I still think we got this. I think we. I think it's a. I think it's a win. I'm, I think it's the most confident I've been able to say that this season. Well, the, the game last weekend against the Carolina Panthers was the 12th time in franchise history that the Niners have topped 50 points in a game. The last time we did it was 2003 against the Arizona Cardinals. So, what's your score predictions for the game? 
Deepa, you can go first. I think we'll cover the spread. I think the nine is by two scores. Um, be two touchdowns, touchdown and field goal maybe. But I think we'll we'll beat them by two scores. Even two seconds, yeah. I'll take it. I agree. I think we'll beat them by 10 points. I think that opened up as 10-point fair. It's pretty spot on for me. I'd like it to be 14, but yeah, two scores, I think. I'm going to say 21. I think it'll be a 21-point difference in the scoreline at the end of the game. I could be completely wrong. I will probably will be completely wrong. I'll hold my hands up on that one. Um, but the way the 49ers are playing, as you've both said, the momentum that the 49ers have got coming off the back of that win against the Panthers, I think they're going to they're gonna feed on that, go into the Arizona game, having not come down from the high of it, and just carry on playing exactly the same way against a team that's got a much worse defence. Yeah. Game day thread will be yep. interesting. <laughs> One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this is the thing. This no, I, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Andrew Mitchell, actually. Um, and this goes out to everyone listening, and I'll put it in an NFL UK thing because I think at the minute, because the team is doing so well, there'll be a lot of, and I hate to probably admit this, but there'll be a lot of you know 49er fans who will be a lot more interested, wanting to get a lot more involved than they have done in previous years. On the plus <laughs> side, at least it's an hour earlier because we put our clocks back an hour. They haven't moved forward yet, so they haven't gone yeah. backwards yet. So it is an hour earlier per se, but. Uh, I definitely will be watching. Enormously looking forward to it. It will still answer lingering questions that we, that some of us may have, you know, until the big test, which is Seattle, and then the start of things, you know, New Orleans, Green Bay, Baltimore. We've got all of those to come uh, in quick yeah. succession. So it's in really crucial that we we can at least get into. Dare I say it? You know, eight and zero, <laughs> eight and zero. So minimum fifty percent record for the season. Unreal. I know. Unreal. It's a, a lot more than any of us, I think, originally thought. Get to eight and zero, which I do think we will at least win another game. At least I, I think we'll win that game on Thursday, and then I think we'll beat the Seahawks. And ultimately, I think the big test is going to be the Saints, as everyone keeps saying. The media outlets, well, wait till they play the Saints and. They haven't, you know, haven't played anyone. Well, we just played the Panthers. They were supposed to be decent. And yeah. I, I think it was you that put up today, wasn't it, Paul, that you were listening? And they uh, they were saying that we're not the best team in the NFC. Oh, yes. CBS. Listening to CBS was ridiculous. We weren't, we're not the best team in the uh, in the league. Okay. Fair enough. There's an argument there. We're not the best team in the NFC. Maybe. We're not the best team in the NFC West. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. yeah the... Let them talk. Let them talk. Yeah. Uh, they, they'd probably have Arizona as the, be- as the best team in the NFC West, even though they are sat fourth out of four. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll let that one go, shall we? <laughs> um, there's no rundown of the pick six this week, um, just because we're having a shortened show, just so that we can get it edited and out to you before the Arizona game comes along. Um, so it is a shortened show. We could talk about that game against the Carolina Panthers for hours, couldn't we? Let's face it. There's that much to talk about, but we are restricted by time this week. Um, so apologies for that. The results are up on the website, uh, so you can go and check them out there. Uh, there also won't be a two-minute drill this week, just to keep it nice and short and easy for our editors. Um, so anything, any other parting thoughts to say, guys? I think we all deserve to enjoy the way we're feeling after so many years of you know, uh, horrible football. Drudgery. We, we, we've, it's been drudgery. 
I don't care if people start saying that we're bandwagoners, but we're not. We stand no, by our no. team, you know, and we watched them when they were very, very bad. And, yeah. and now we deserve the right to enjoy whilst they're being very, very good. And I think I speak for everybody in our group, you know, and all the people that we know that we, we stay true to our team and, um, and we enjoy and we deserve to, to feel the way we're feeling about where this season can take It's us. our time now, isn't it? We've waited in the wilderness long enough. It's time for the 49ers to rise again and challenge for a Super Bowl. Absolutely. And uh, did you just say the Super Bowl word? I was still thinking, you know, it, it's, it's unreal, isn't it? People are saying the Super Bowl bound, they're the best NFC team. And I'm still like, did they mean us? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's because of the season that we had last season that we're coming off the back. Was it 4-10 and ten, the, end, the record in the end last season? To come off the back of a 4-10 and ten season to then be Super Bowl contenders or, okay, NFC Championship contenders if you don't want to talk about the S word. Um, but th- the team is a quantum leap ahead of where we were a year ago. Yet we did have injuries last year that we suffered through, but there's, there's a whole different ethos to the team. It it looks different, it feels different, they play different, and this feels special now. The irony is... Um... Harbour, when he took over, he, he took us in his first season to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And it's an unfair comparison because Harbour just went in in his first season, did it, whereas this is Shani's, not his first season, but, you know, his the, the way he's developed things, the way Lynch has got the players that we need. And really, I'm beginning to buy into the, the money ball side of things where it's not the personnel. It's how good they can execute the plays that have been designed, all the misdirections, yeah. the play actions, the swing passes, the screens, the bubbles, all of those things. They're, they're doing it. And I've never in my life seen a 49er team this quick, this lightning fast on both sides uh-huh. of the ball. It's um, yep. you know They're not huge. They're not a massive, big, big team, but they are catch lightning. They are fast, really fast. I know we've got a number of first-rounders on our defensive line, um, but it's been the people like Matt Breeder, who went undrafted, George Kittle. It's It's been a build. It's like you've been saying for a very long time. It's it's a rebuilding process, um, and I think this season things have accelerated a bit quicker than anyone anticipated, uh, and it's, all, it's that thing about momentum again. So let's just see where it can take us. Uh, very much agree. Let's just enjoy it. Absolutely. That is it for this episode of the Frequency 49 show. Uh, just want to mention Cat Victorino again, our, uh, our regular host who is busy working for the city um, during the, the during the wildfires over in California at the moment. Cat, stay safe. Keep your, keep your family safe, safe. Keep everybody around you safe. I'm sure you guys um, echo those thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody that's involved with the show. The list is getting longer and longer and longer. And I don't have it in front of me right now. So thank you to everybody, editors, the guys behind the microphones, the guys behind the show itself, the researchers, the whole lot. Thank you to Audio Nautics for providing our music. I say that is it for the show. Thank you to Deepak. Thank you to James for being available for the show today. My name's Paul McDonald. You've been the audience. And that has been the Frequency 49 show. Bye for now. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs>